Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we're going to get right into this episode today because let me tell you something. These telemarketers have me chopped. They got me completely messed up. And guess what? They unknowingly almost messed up my day they almost messed up my day i'm chilling middle of a day feeling like i would rather be taking a nap than actually working but i was working and i happened to make eye contact with my cellular device it was ringing a number unknown to me however it did have a town that is nearby to me so it said belmar new jersey I never know where someone is and who might need me or who might be calling me. So pick up my phone and I say, hello. And the person on the other line says, may I speak with Wilbur? And I pause. And for a minute, it was kind of like a Zach Morris timeout where everything just freezes. And I want to say all of these explicit words when he asked me this. And I say, um, he's deceased. And the lady says, Oh, I'm sorry. My condolences. Click. And that was that. That was the end of our conversation. So if you just started following a Grief Holy podcast or your first time hearing me speak about my family, more specifically, my late father, his first name was Wilbur. His middle name was Gene. Like me, that's another secret. If you didn't know what the J and J Nicole stood for, it is Gene. So I got completely taken off guard when I get a phone call for my dad on my phone, on my cell phone. So mind you, this wasn't on my dad's old cell phone, on my number randomly. And then it's like, my condolences, click. She goes on to carry on with her day, maybe. I don't know how it did or did not impact her. But for me, I'm stunned. This is in my head now. I can't really shake this because... If you're anything like myself, then maybe these moments send you on this journey. It sends you on a rabbit, down a rabbit hole where you're just like, what did that mean? Was that a sign? Was that an accident? How could someone do that? The audacity? Why are they still calling dead people? This pissed me off. That was so rude. All of these things are going on in my mind. And what it really brought me to is that this is why I constantly reiterate how grief is a journey. It's such a long process. It never ends. And even when you're feeling good, you're at your absolute best. Boom. Here comes someone calling you about your deceased loved one. And I'm going to be honest, it kind of hurt a little bit. I've been thinking about my dad a lot more lately, actually as early as this morning, because he was in my dream. And I really said to myself, wow, this is sad. This is really the reality of my life. That he and I will not have conversations in the physical sense again. And so I've been kind of in my feelings. So for that to happen, it just put me a little bit more there. But then I did challenge myself to say, okay, what if it was a sign? If it was a sign because he knows that I've been, he's been on my mind, then I have to embrace that. But maybe that's happened to you where you get letters in the mail or phone calls or emails or something along those lines about someone that passed away. 
could be troublesome. Maybe it makes you feel good. I don't know. But I wanted to put that out there. You guys are my people, so I feel comfortable doing that. And so as I got into conversation about that, it led me even further to something that I came across recently. Someone, and I apologize if you listen to podcasts and I don't remember exactly your social media platform or the name of the business, but there's a business that actually goes and somehow they try to deactivate accounts of people who are deceased. And they said there's millions of people who are still living through their social media presence, but actually deceased in life. And it was really actually interesting. It was intriguing because I've never really given much thought to that on how people might feel about their loved one, their person still existing in a realm that's not really that tangible, but their presence is still there. And so I started thinking, how would I feel about that? We're talking about getting phone calls about my father who's already passed away. And then I'm thinking about his social media And I don't know. I don't know if I would want it taken down. Part of me feels like it adds more layers of finality, but I can totally understand how it can keep you in like an entanglement also. And it could hinder the healing process, perhaps, or how you move through your grief in the morning because there's still something that you see. And we know Facebook Facebook, please don't come for me. But we know how that goes where you get the Facebook memories and things show up and people who were tagged. 10 years ago, seven years ago, five years ago, also are still tagged in the memory. So that comes up, then what? But if that presence on social media is taken away, then that may not happen. But then there's the debate of if I want my father's Facebook taken down, which I'm not saying I do, but just giving you a paint a picture here and then say my older brother doesn't. Who's right here? Who's wrong here? How how does Facebook and social media validate that decision? I feel like anyone can have someone's name and their email address and whatever other information that they want. I think that's kind of a sacred thing. But how can we really validate it? I think there's options where you can turn a page instead of actually deleting it into a memorial. So that's some options, too, for folks that might be beneficial But it's something to definitely think about. I even think, now hold on, hold on to this. I need some more investigating here because I didn't personally look it up. But I think my source is pretty credible. Shout out to Adina J. That you can designate a sort of beneficiary or someone who can delegate and make decisions for your Facebook page after you die. Now that's deep. That is deep. That's something I would never think about. But what would you do? I don't know. I don't know. It's just people don't like talking about their will. They don't like talking about end of life care, all of these things. And so now we're in a time going into 2022 where the conversation is who has permission to make a decision on what we do with my social media. But think about it. There are a lot of people who run their businesses as well through their social media. So that's that's kind of a that is something we're going to have to dig more into this because it's something to really think about. I will say this. One of my friends passed away in 2013 and recently I was in my feelings and I went onto her social media page and I found myself. That's eight years ago. This is last week all the way to like her very first post. 
just reading it, just thinking about life, just seeing the comments that other people made that she made and just kind of being able to draw that connection. And I hadn't done that in a while. It's been a really long time. But although it made me feel sad to an extent, it also kind of made me feel close to her. It it kind of gave me like like who she was. And I almost said who she used to be, but I, I, I struggle with those words as far as the tense and how we speak about people. But it was like like kind of refreshing in a way to remember like who she was. And it's strange because she is still at 25, 24, 23, and I'm now 36. So that's also a strange thing when you do keep or not. Let me not say it is a strange thing. It could be perceived as strange when we do keep our loved ones social active we're moving, life is going and we're getting older. But when we're looking back, people are still the age in which they were when they had that social media presence. I don't know how different it is than, let's say, pictures or videos that you might have. I think social media, though, is more interactive in that way. So you can see comments that were made. You're seeing more conversation how much that person meant to other people. Just it, it's a lot. It can it can definitely get sticky I don't want to say which side I'm on or not but I just know how I am it would be hard for me to part ways with my loved one's social presence I don't know that I would voluntarily terminate or delete those things because I'm in my experience what I've learned from how I grieve as I just told you I do like to revisit when I fill up to it. So there are some moments where I absolutely can't do that. Like the voicemails that I have of my loved ones, I can't listen to them now, but I've emailed them to myself. I've sent them to myself. Some of them I don't have anymore, which is a total bummer. But I feel hopeful that one day, I don't know when that will be, there will come a time where I can engage in those and it'll make my heart feel so good. Because right now, it'll just make my eyes really filled and tears fall down my face and maybe my heart might feel a little shattered but I'm hopeful and I look forward that one day I can revisit that so I can only say from my experience and how I move through my experience I one day probably will find myself wanting to just binge on my loved one's social media and so that would be my stance on it right now but I do see how people might want to get those things deactivated and want to just kind of clear house with it. I can see how fights can probably come up in families and things like that, because I can't really see everybody being on the same page with those types of things. So it's really important that we talk about those conversations. And that was just one that I thought was different. And we haven't really chatted about total different story, total different page, but I could have maybe talk to you about this next episode, but I just want to get into it right now because I do feel that I want to at least touch on this. I had an epiphany that we can deal with losses of things that we've never actually really had. And I feel like that's a deep, deep topic that I know we're going to have to have more time to absolutely unpack. And I want to do that. But let's walk towards that conversation just a little bit. I just want to get there a little bit. Understand that you can grieve an idea. You can grieve the possibility 
of what something might have been. And, and the best example that comes to mind for me is parenthood. For a mother or for a father who may have always wanted to have a biological child, a mother who may have always wanted to give birth to her child. And that is only an idea because of a plethora of reasons. Infertility is one of the main things that I feel are overlooked when it comes to the bereaved. Imagine someone saying that there's a heartbeat, but we don't really see anything. That's day one. Day three, we see a heartbeat. We still don't see anything. And then day five, we're scheduling a procedure to have what was, to an extent, there removed. So you're on this roller coaster where you're feeling good, you're feeling high, and then that's not an option anymore. That's no longer what it once was. And so that's not to say that a child's life at that point is just an idea, but I was just giving a more tangible, concrete visual to how the parents actually didn't feel physically feel their child in their hands or hear their child cry. But the idea, the thoughts, the possibility were right there. And then right there is ripped right out of your hands. We have to show more love to this community. I've been seeing it more and more. And I don't know if it's just because of the pages that I follow on social media or, or the people that I've been able to meet, but it has been on my heart. It has been burdening me to want to discuss this and start the conversation. And I want to highlight that because it is sad as heck. So just because you cannot see something or just because you cannot see someone that is in someone's Life in their mind and their idea and most importantly in their heart does not mean that their loss should be mitigated. Do not minimize that. Do not make that smaller and do not make anyone feel guilty or bad for their pain with, well, at least you, well, at least you had, I'm going to just leave it there because if I keep going, this is going to get deep. And it's going to get heavy. And I definitely want to continue this conversation. And next time that we meet so we can get into it, I want to bring some more facts, some more stats when it comes to this, because I don't really want this to be just a personal rant that I'm on. This is something that I'm seeing day in and day out on the interwebs and from people in my life's personal experience. And I also want to get into the conversation about the word miscarriage. OK, OK, I said enough. I just love to talk. I love chatting. I love podcasting. I love the community. And I love that I get this opportunity to bring these conversations, to challenge the status quo, to open our minds while in turn open our hearts. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me. I always appreciate that. You guys know that. If you're watching on YouTube, drop me a comment. Let me know what you're thinking. I try to get back to all the comments. I love when you guys show love. Thank you for that. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff, leave a review. It's always appreciated. Your reviews help us get these episodes and this content out to more and more people so that we can grow and help more people in turn. So thank you for being so dope and doing that. Guys, you definitely should be should be follow me where I hang out the most over on Instagram at I underscore AM underscore Jane Nicole guys. So next time you already know love and light. Peace. <music>